on the 25 year blu-ray remaster of this they'll they'll just superimpose a gigantic red dick And welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Talented Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting to my left is Jake. This is so high school. And sitting next to Jake is another guy who tried to feel Carrie's spirit real hard. It's Mark. Oh, hey guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it, and when we do, we spoil the goddamn shit out of that movie, so fair warning on that one. This week, we watched 2006 Final Destination 3, uh, which was unsurprisingly a Mark pick. Yeah. And we will dive all the way into that real soon and well spoil done. the shit out of it. Bo first. I forgot words there. Bo first, but indeed. first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. I'm gonna go first because I had to call an audible. I, there was a particular beer I wanted to get for this. There's a, a Northern Arizona beer called Faded IPA, no, uh, Fateful IPA, that I wanted to get. It's been at my local grocery store previously. It was not there this time, so I couldn't get it. So I pulled a panic maneuver. I got some Rainiers instead. I'm drinking Rainiers because. Jake, don't give me that fucking eye sass, because, like this movie, Rainiers are eminently consumable, fun as all hell, and goddamn delicious, and not too challenging. That... Yeah, you're I... upset, because that was great. No, it wasn't. The fact that you're even calling Rainier an audible is insulting at this point to the listener, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> All right. That was choice number one. Don't you <laughs> sass me with your fucking backstory. Fateful IPA was choice number one. Why don't you tell me what you're drinking, you son of a bitch? I'm drinking a Stone Enjoy By July 4th. Okay. Enjoy By. So the Enjoy By series of Stone, uh, they're not going to last too long. You might as well enjoy it because you got an expiration date. There's that's, a final destination. That's like the opposite of what these movies are about. And that's undrinkable. Uh, you should enjoy it, though. If you were in this situation, I would say live it up, buddy. So you, you, you're And like there's a... a demon on the can, and it says July 4th, which is a holiday where you'd, like, do American things like ride roller coasters and light fireworks. So you watch the Ring cassette video VHS tape, you get the call seven days, and you're just like, fuck it, party time! Did you ever hear that song, that country song, about how you should live like you were dying? All of the country songs? Yeah, well, there's one, though. <laughs> It's There's like that, several. but in a beer format, which fits the movie. Oh, God. I, I gave you one, too, so how about you stop sassing me, because they're 9.5%. Well, that'll do me good. That'll do me good. Mark, God. what are your beers for these fears? Uh, you should not have made me go last. Mm-mm. <clears throat> um, Mm-mm. I, I'm drinking a Pinner throwback IPA from Oscar Blues. <laughs> You know, Jack really... spilled like all of his beer down his face. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's so much beer on his shirt. I, I might have poured. I might have missed my mouth a little bit. You missed all of your mouth. Uh, it's things are hard. You had an accident all down your chest I there, buddy. Watch a little bit. Oh uh, my God. I appreciate the distraction, Jack. I'm just going to go ahead and assume you heard my perfect explanation as to why I'm drinking this beer. And you we're should explain why you're drinking. You should explain why you're drinking a pinner because you didn't explain. Uh, I think you'll find that I explained it perfectly, but you weren't listening because Jack has a drinking problem. Uh, probably the case. You should reiterate for the us I just, part of the podcast. I just really feel like these kids are pinned down, you know, by fate. So they're oh well. I feel I like somehow didn't do the worst this. Week. I feel like they I should didn't enjoy even, it. Like, I arguably did the best this week. That that is incomprehensible. 
Also, if you remove the N and the R, it just says pine. And I feel like a lot of those boards that almost fell on that gothic kid were probably made of pine. I almost got uh, two by four by Melvin. Ooh, yeah. See, there you go. But they weren't actually two by fours. They were larger planks. Enjoy by is a great selection. Shut up. Fuck. Okay, we got to get off the beers now because that was a disaster. No, it was great. There's an American flag on it. Lots of American flags for that tricentennial. I'm pretty wet. I oh, I'm always wet. <laughs> hey, no so drinking comment. beer might not be the only thing we've done over the course of the last weeks. Uh, last week, k- k- singular. I don't know how long it's been. Uh, maybe we've other had some other stuff rocking our horror worlds. I'm having a lot of trouble with a lot of things. You tonight. are, and this is also a horror release roundup week. As much as we want to talk about seeing a certain oh, God really big movie, we still like we're finding ways to not be able to talk about seeing Hereditary. Yeah, we're really. So we're just gonna go ahead and blue ballsy on that one again for another week. We'll be yeah. there eventually after all the other hot takes have come out. Uh, stay tuned. But yeah. we got to do a, a horror release roundup because it started July again. Enjoy by 7-4. Right. I remember that now. Fuck. Beer selection coming back around. Wow, gotcha. Jake, you really nailed it this week. Thanks, buddy. I'm going to stop talking <laughs> about my beer now. I just needed validation. So the horror release roundup over at ADCHorror.com yeah. is where we're going to hit you up with all of the horror movies that we could find coming out of the course of the next month. This particular month being July of 2018. Uh, for those historians or aliens listening to this podcast in the future. Because um, I assume it's all that survives. And on the podcast here, we're not going to hit you up with every single movie, but we do want to talk about a top one, a bottom one, and maybe a dark horse pick. So, Mark, what are you most excited about? Let's just jump right in with a big, exciting one. What's your What's your top one for July? July's got some blockbusters in it. Uh, pretty exciting sure stuff. Does. I'm sure we're going to talk about them in a moment. I am going slightly <laughs> off the beaten path here, though still probably <laughs> in the blockbuster category, going with Our House. Um. This... In the middle of our street. Our, our house. house. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. So this is a movie, I, I mean, it seems like it's basically Pulse, but sure. newer. Uh, okay. Kid makes sure. a wireless electricity engine, and that channels demons smoke monsters into his house. Right, I, a wireless electricity engine like solar or wind power? Uh, no, I mean, this is specifically the, the Tesla invention from forever ago that's been theorized where you store energy and then transmit it. So it's not... Wirelessly? Okay. Yeah. But couldn't you transmit electricity wirelessly by powering a fan and then having a wind receiver on the other end? I mean, yeah, that's just generating electricity, but that is also how they're building those <laughs> gigantic batteries where you store them and then you re... Yeah, you know how it works. Planet Money did a thing. Go listen to Planet Money. They're great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie itself looks pretty good. I like the concept of the just, I mean, it's a ghost house movie. I've talked recently about how much I like those. And, you know, I think it's decidedly so that we still can't do smoke monsters, but we're getting closer. I was gonna say, this is the closest to as good a smoke monster has looked. uh, I mean, it's still, it's still definitively not there, just to clarify (laughs) Yeah, sure. But whatever. Yeah, It'll sure. be entertaining. I like it. It looks well shot. It looks well acted. I'm, I'm yeah, down. I like that. I'm down to clown. Sounds good to me. Jake, what about you? What is your top one? Uh, I don't know. It's July. It's hot. Maybe that's messing with my brain. But I went with The Row. That's definitely messing okay. with your brain. Why not? Just like a sorority slasher. Why flick. not, man? Because this I, movie I stars Randy see... Couture. And I love Randy that gentleman. But this isn't an Expendables <laughs> movie. How is he in here? It's pretty bonkers. This movie looks like it's it could be bad. This yeah, could be yeah. one of those that you rue yeah. the day. 
it probably will be bad. I mean, it's <laughs> it's angling for a whole thing, but I'm hoping that it's really fun and there's some hilarious for sorority. That's the word slasherings. <laughs> I also think this is the only time that I'm ever going to get a comment on the fact that like this seems pretty collegey. Jack and I went to a school where fraternities, not sororities, but fraternities were literally not recognized because too many people were dying. And to be clear, they were offered the chance. The The yeah. school told all the fraternities, yeah. like a whole Greek system on the fraternity side, you either have to become dry facilities or you can't be a part of the school anymore. And all of them except one said, okay, we're just independent organizations now. Too many people were dying. That seems so like a this good is choice with, on their part. This is within the realm of possibility, albeit slightly different cause of death, I would assume. Yes. It's summer, man. Let's have some, you know, sorority slasher rings. I, I don't give a fuck. I don't hate the pick. I don't hate the pick. What's your pick? I picked Broken Star. Okay, so none of us picked the big, big old, big old boys. Okay. Yeah, a couple of reasons here. Num- number one, Tyler Labine. Yeah. That dude just rules. He's I love a giver. Him everything he's in. Yeah. Thank you for not saying what I thought you were going to say, Mark. What did you think he was going to say? I don't know. I don't care. Let's move past it. Wow. (laughs) It was deeply personal, apparently. (laughs) Jake is bright red. It's going to be fine. Uh, (laughs) uh, Anyway, this movie also looks really tense. Pretty interesting. I get kind of a Starry Eyes vibe from it. I don't think it's going to go that direction. And it's all fame and all that shit. I'm a little worried it's going to veer just a hair too far into the social commentary realm for social commentary's sake. And eh. her name is Marky Marlowe. Yes. I'm half convinced she's popping pills just because she has to, like, quiet the voices of all the people making fun of Martin doing Marky Mark jokes. <laughs> I've yeah. had a very similar path in my life, if I'm being honest. I, I know you and have, And your last name doesn't even start with M- So Mar. think about that. If it was Marky M, like, woof. Yeah. Ooh. I hadn't even thought about that. You really, only need the, you really only need the first name, just for the record. And asshole friends like us. Well, yeah, or teachers or anyone, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, I think the movie looks really good, um, and I, I'm going to see it, and I'm pretty yeah. excited for it. Yeah. So yeah. also, just quickly, because I'm sure this cannot fit into the other categories, the two big, big, probably biggest ones that are coming out this month are Unfriended Dark Web and The First Purge. They're yeah. going to be big movies. You can go see them in a theater with popcorn that you I, pay for. I don't like that Unfriended is like going to be a big, huge movie. Uh, uh, the first Unfriended wasn't, and the first Unfriended, uh, Mark and I both very much like that movie. I think you've grown on it from what you originally gave Well, it. I didn't, I, see, so you guys revisited that one out of pure interest while I was out of the country, yes. I, I believe, and I, you, you had a vastly different take on it than I remember. Yep. So, I should probably revisit it at some point. Maybe it's like a Jake loses a bet sort of thing. Ooh. I don't know. Ah, you actually you you owe me a movie. You can't. Oh, I lost a bet. I lost a bet to Jack when we were at Hereditary. Oh, yep. hey, look at that. <clears throat> Is that going to be it? That, you're watching Unfriended. Mm, okay. Dumb. You can't anyway. choose. You, hold on. You can't choose what we give you for your bet. I okay, Well, he whatever. just picked it. He picked it. He picked it. He, what do you want? He picked it. <laughs> Jack picked it. Jack, he manipulated you really got outsmarted on this one. I don't know if you realize this, but he just heavily I, manipulated you. I pink, pa- I pink panthered him. Is, this great. <laughs> Is that what you did? Yeah, that was a pink, pink, pink panther situation. Have you seen that particular movie? I've seen. Well, I've seen the shows. <laughs> What? There's a pink band there, but are you talking like about that? the terrible cartoon they made in the late nineties? I'm talking about the Pink Panther. What are you talking about? The Pink Panther movies. Inspector Clouseau. He's on insulation. He's on insulation and shit. Are you talking about Pink Panther commercials with the cartoon Panther? I don't know. It's a Pink Panther. Oh Bryce, okay, we gotta move on to something else. Bottom one. <laughs> I need some rage up in here. I gotta rage at something. Yeah, rage. Mark, what's your bottom one? What's, what's your shit? Big legend is a 
uh, <laughs> Bigfoot movie where okay. it's why do we keep making these? We have too many as is. None of them are good. This one looks to be the worst. I don't Does understand. It? I don't think it Does must it? be the worst. I know exactly what I'm picking for you next time you lose a bet. Is it Wolf Creek? No, Mark. That's not even a Bigfoot movie. Oh. Oh yeah. No. There's Willow it's the Creek. Other one. Willow, Willow Creek, Creek. I thought was. Yeah, I thought that movie was fine. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. No, is like much exists worse. fine. Willow Creek. I've heard decent things about. This <laughs> looks like hot garbage. Does it? It I seems mean, it, very misty in that forest. It rests heavily on these two guys' acting chops, and I don't think they can carry a scene. And beyond that, the practical effects of, like, this guy's car getting assaulted look like the most half-assed, like, barely shoving a stick through a window that is clearly already broken. It, it just does It's not going to stand up. And I, it didn't I'm look not that bad to, to me. It did, uh, to be clear, it doesn't look good. Yeah. But it doesn't look that bad to me. I'm out. I'm out on this. I'm out. All right. Jake, what about you? What do you pick it for bottom one? <laughs> I'm going Office Uprising. What is with this kind of movie? Why is this a thing now? This is a thing now. Office and frankly, I think they named the genre Office Uprising. I think <sighs> this movie named the genre. Uh, basically, it's just like, hey, what's the thing that's been happening lately? Office Not this. Uprising movies. I, oh, I thought you were going to take that a different direction. I don't think there have been any Office Uprisings in real life that these are riffing on. No, 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 no. <laughs> movies. Because <laughs> we had the one with John C. McKinley, right? Yep, Belko Experiment, which was Belko great. Experiment. Go see it. Yep, and then the one with Glenn from The Walking Dead. Mayhem. 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 Less good, probably yeah. skip it. And now we're mm. on to some third Battle yeah, Royale this is doing, Office movie. This seems to me like it could be doing kind of the scary movie thing with it. Is it already enough of a genre to be I don't parody? think so. Yeah, That's the either. other problem. <laughs> it's a problem regardless of what you do, and it doesn't look funny. It doesn't look good. It looks like it's trying really hard. I'm I'm out. What the fuck, Crackle? What is Crackle? What? Crackle? I can't believe they still exist. I know. How the fuck? They made comedians and cars getting coffee, and then they bought a button on Roku remotes so that people could accidentally push the you crackle button. You know a lot button. about that one. Well, I, I, I have a crackle button on my fucking Roku remote and I push it accidentally all the time because I got fat fingers. Oh, I have an iHeartRadio button on mine and it's equally obnoxious. I don't I even think iHeartRadio exists anymore. I have an iHeartRadio button on my smart TV remote. <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. I didn't know Crackle still existed, though. Well, they should have just stuck with comedians and cars getting coffee. I wish this movie wouldn't exist, right? Ayo. As far was as that, I'm that aware. Wasn't a joke. As was, far as I'm I aware. No, that was actually, that's reality. That's how I feel. <laughs> oh, how about okay. you? What's, what is your cool. rage? Uh, I picked Sunset Society. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Why? Shit. It looks so bad. I, look, oh. I understand it's got a cast of wacky characters like oh, Steve so and Ron Jeremy and Lemmy. fucking Lemmy. Oh. They made this movie so Let long ago. Let him rest in peace. Hey, dude, he would he would love this. I don't think he would. He Lemmy made this movie. Was, every interview with Lemmy it. was real depressing in his later years. Well. Like, he did that interview with Rolling Stone where he's just like, everything hurts all the time. I should have died from my drug use decades ago. I didn't, and I'm in agony every day. Just let me die. That's fun. Oh, and... and you can't even rage anymore. So there's now these it's just sad. wacky fucking characters, and they, they're not funny. It just looks bad. The very opening shot of this trailer is Ron Jeremy being burned with something, and the smoke generates feet away from where you're supposed to have been burned and I'm betting that's the level of attention to detail they put throughout this entire fucking film also, it doesn't look fun there's cartoons for some reason uh, just there's <laughs> a lot to unpack here actually yeah. yeah also I think this could be a movie to watch with your buddies and drink some beers I'm not lying no no that's true it could be 
there is a there is a thinking. shocking disparity between like camera quality from shot to shot. That's the other thing. Half of this movie is shot on like one of those handheld camcorders from the nineteen from like the late nineties that shot on like a mini VHS tape. Like, not the yeah. full VHS tape, shoulder right. mount one. Right, the tiny little one. It's a yeah. mini VHS tape. That's the quality yep. that Love is em. interspersed throughout Love this trailer. Em. And to get those onto a regular VHS tape, you had to, like, plug your camera into the TV along with a VCR and record it to a blank VCR tape. Or Ugh. you could get the fancy VHS tape that you just plugged the mini VHS tape into, so it was like a rushing oh, right. nesting doll of VHS <laughs> tapes. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Anyway, this movie looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I picked. Does look bad. Uh, let's not end on a low note, though. Mark, what is a dark horse pick for you? Devil's Doorway. I had never heard na- hide nor hail, hide nor hail of this one. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, it is found footage. It is ghost hunters that are priests going into a Catholic asylum. I guess they have. Everything from pregnant women to psychopaths, so, you know, that type of thing. And it's all shot in this weird, like, 1950s film grain 4-3 frame thing. I want to talk about the 4... That is a bold... This is my dark horse as well. I'm just going to jump in. Okay. Because it looks like they could have done it really, really well. The key for me here is the the decision to make what appears to be the entire goddamn movie 4-3 and grainy, like this old-timey film is either going to add to the authenticity and really draw you the fuck in, but if they screw up too much else of it, I'm going to spend 90-plus fucking minutes staring at a 4-3 aspect horseshit movie I'm not drawn into in 2018. No yeah. thank you. That's what that's what makes it a dark horse, Jack. It's, listener, if you can't really picture what we're talking about, I want you to go back and watch the intro credits to The Wonder Years. That's what we're talking about, essentially. <laughs> hmm. The whole movie is like that. Yeah, watch Fred Savage, like, flail his arm back and forth a lot. That sounds what? fun. creeped me out. What'd you do? If oh. I sing. If I sing. Adam, whoa, Jack, wait. Dude, I had a real uh, Mandela effect thing with the Wonder Years a while ago. Really? I, for some reason, thought that uh, Walk of Life was the intro music for that. <laughs> I remember you talking about It this. was weird, and I was so and that convinced. song is so different. It's so different. It's not even close. <laughs> That would have been way better. The walk of life. Would you stand up and walk out on me? I was convinced. I was. They both talk about walking. They talk about walking. That must be why. I came. I know. I came from the blue glow stick universe where we fucking had that song. It was way better. Berenstain Bears or Berenstein Bears. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Either way. What is your dark horse pick? I went with our house. Uh, we've already talked about our house. I, look, I, the, <laughs> this could be good. It could be Smoke Monster does a lot of things on screen and could be bad. Yep. It looks like it's well filmed. I just don't know how much screen time it's going to get and how bad it's going to look. Also, the synopsis, I took like a, this is just an aside, but I took small issue with the synopsis because it's okay. like, oh, it seems like a great idea to bring the dead back to life. It's like, have you seen Pet Cemetery? Have you seen Frankenstein? Have you seen anything? Have you seen the Lazarus effect? Have you seen the Lazarus <laughs> effect? If you have, I'm sorry. Then you, you will understand that if you die, you should never come back to life because you might have to watch that movie again. Exactly. It could be good. I don't know if it's going to be. It might be bad. All right. Just before we move on, since we had a relatively unoriginal amount of dark horses, I'm just going to put another plug out for one that looks good. The Night Eats the World is the zombie movie du jour. 
it looks like a decent zombie movie. Yeah, I mean, at the like end of the day, movie. though, that's just a decent zombie movie, and I don't give too much of a shit about that. But. We hadn't mentioned it. I hadn't heard about it. I'm just saying the name so that our listeners are well-informed horror consumers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's another point worth making about this particular trailer, and I'm curious to see if anybody else picked up on a thing they compared it to. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, that's setting me up to be disappointed. The, the most is... original zombie movie since Shaun of the Dead. It's this like, appears why? to in no way be a comedy movie. No, I think it's trying to just like literally mean original. Oh, God. But I don't know in what way it's original. Yeah. I'm going to be, I, I don't know. I felt like it set me up for disappointment, IndieWire. It looked like an okay zombie movie. Having, zo- I don't like, having I don't like you're a zo- You do. You're a zombie movie. You're the zombie movie guy. Having reviewed both of these movies, I should know this, but which one came out later between Shaun of the Dead and 28 Days Later? Shaun of the Dead? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 28 Days Later is 2001, Shaun of the Dead is 2003. This looks a hell of a lot more like 28 Days Later than Shaun of the Dead, if you ask me. Totally. No, absolutely. Tonally. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Nailed it. Now we're going to the goddamn feature presentation. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2006's Final Destination 3. Now, Mark, you mm-hmm. picked this movie, and in standard A to Z horror form, we've reviewed one, we skipped straight to three. Yep. Yep. That's yep. right. We skipped to the best uh, one, is what we did. So what that means is that after you give a 30-second plot synopsis, you're going to have to talk about why... You just jump... Okay, you... I blew up your spot. Whole, and you just stopped talking in the middle of your fucking sentence to <laughs> no, play I... with... Oh my no, god, I, this I, is so... I absolutely <laughs> did not stop in the middle of my sentence. It was a complete thought. It... Yes, for the listener, the sentence that ends with, so you can tell him why... Yeah, why? Is a complete thought to Jake. Okay, yeah, cool. no, why? Mark, yeah. 30 seconds around the goddamn clock, and it's going to start when you start. Get us a 30-second plot synopsis. Talk. Pretty standard Final Destination fare here. You have a gaggle of teenagers who get onto a uh, devil-themed roller coaster ride that goes in and around and then eventually falls off and dies. But this was all a premonition. Mary Elizabeth at Winstead freaks out, gets off the roller coaster along with, I don't know, seven or eight of the other people. And one by one, they begin dying off in very cruel, Rube Goldbergian, insane ways. Uh, All of which culminates in them finding out that they can see the future via photographs that were taken on that night. And then they... I mean, they they solve it. They figure it out. They get there. Kind of like you got there. (laughs) And then they die in a fiery subway accident at the very end in a twist. Maybe. Do they? A twist. Uh, I I believe they probably do. She also saw them dying on the roller coaster. Yeah, but then it actually, they were past the stop, though. Also, I don't know if this is canon or, well, I mean, whatever. They were originally planning on having the survivors. I think it's canon. (laughs) Yeah, canon. Uh, they were originally planning on having the survivors from Final Destination 2 on the same train. But Got then it. apparently okay. they couldn't like figure out how to get everyone in one place at one time. It's so. pretty hard. I don't know. It's pretty easy. <laughs> New York. Go. You think they actually filmed this on, on the subway in New York? Like, it was just happenstance. I'm here for like, the Giants actually, game. Oh, shit. They already Bruins. had, like... They already had like the. End. Are, they say "fuck the Bruins" so many times in this movie. It's because they're and in still New they England. say "go go Bruins" at the end. I don't, I don't think they're on the I subway. I don't even in New remember York. a Bruins thing. Oh my god, so much "fuck the Bruins." I don't remember that at all. Are you thinking Bruins, of the though. scene in the fucking like high school locker room, they, dude? Yes, they say "fuck the Bruins" there a lot, and then at the end of the movie, two dudes getting under the subway are like "go Bruins." Huh? Well, they're but they're dressed in blue in and red. I, they I, didn't say that. 
Jack is hallucinating. They definitely uh, said uh, go Bruins. He has Bruins. audio hallucinating. They Jack, definitely Jack, said go Bruins. Jack, it's been a while. I will bet we... you that two dudes on the subway scene say go Bruins. It's been a while since we've we've covered this, but did you even watch the movie? <laughs> Look, these two dudes said go Bruins. I'll bet you. I don't care enough. Okay. Oh. Although I guess if I get to choose whatever movie you give me, maybe I will. <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> How about that? It's Mark, getting contentious you this in movie? here. What was that? Why'd you pick this movie? Uh, because it's the best one of the franchise. I look. This is in in is my it? mind. This is one of the most quintessential summer movies. I love the franchise. Um, hey, I Mark, could not agree with you anymore. This is the perfect Final Destination movie, and it's the platonic ideal of like a summer popcorn horror movie. Yeah. Also, I remembered that it culminated in a giant barbecue in which someone was impaled with an American flag, and it's almost Fourth of July. So. I mean, hey, my beer comes back up again. Yay, Jake. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. You really Mark, knocked it yeah, out of the I, park on that one, kiddo. Good work. Com- Thanks for the baseball reference. Very 4th of july of you. Completely goddamn degree. This movie rules. Jake, what was your history with this movie? Uh, I'd seen it once, and that's it. Hey, what, what's your guys' stance on the rest of the franchise? I, I've Short seen all sweet. of them at I'm least not once, as- but... I'm not as big of a Final Destination guy as you, but I don't dislike the experience that I have when I'm watching them. It's weird. Like, I don't look back on Final Destination. I'm like, yeah. I do. I look I back don't. on the whole series like, yeah, but I think it's only because of this movie. Because I don't like, I've revisited a couple of the other ones, and I do not remember, like, I don't like them as much as I remember. But this one, I think I'm just always thinking about three when I think about the franchise. It's It has some of the best ones in it. The two I is mean, also pretty good, and I feel like it was either four Listener, or five you can go back good. and listen to our review of one, and I was surprised at how much i disliked it on reviewing different flavors of bratwurst you know this is the good flavor of bratwurst if ever there was one <laughs> the kind that you have on the fourth yeah Maybe the exactly nathan's hot dog variety so what in the fuck subgenre for does it fit into then mark slasher is what we went with for the first one i feel like that probably still applies yeah supernatural S- supernatural yep. invisible slasher yeah yeah it's kind of it yep that's it one no, by one slaughterings of teens fuck them Fair Fuck enough. Em. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, what does this movie do right? Why is it so fun? <laughs> wow. Um, let's start with the... I, I feel like they're really beginning to embrace at this point in the franchise how zany things are, how bonkers everything is that they're trying to do. And it's not to the point where they're trying too hard to do it yet. And I feel like that's really well encapsulated with this CG pinball intro where you're like bouncing around the Zoltar machine. And, like, seeing all these premonitions of death and stuff, and then it leads directly into the opening with this carnival and a bunch Zoltar. of high school seniors running around being High douches. school seniors? That's so high school. Yeah. Very high school. Is there so a noun school. form of the word debauchery? Because I was about to call them debouches, and then... Debauchery is a noun. Okay, is there, like, a person that is... A... <laughs> you know what I'm trying to ask here, and I'm guessing uh, there is... Is there a word for a person who commits debauchery? Debaucherer. Yes. I think debaucher is probably right. Okay, deba- they're ju- they're just debaucherizing all over the debaucherizer. place. Debaucherizer. There are a yeah, bunch of debaucherizers go. all over. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it sets up the tone of the film really, really well, is what I'm getting at here. Okay, yeah, I'll go along with that. Yeah. In the, the tone of the film, to, to piggyback on that, it maintains very well throughout the movie of, like, it is taking itself seriously enough that there are goddamn stakes and Mary Elizabeth Winstead's acting is good enough to, like, keep you in. You're, this isn't just watching it for the spectacle. The stakes do feel real and you are watching for the characters. But 
It's also not taking itself too seriously where you are also watching it for the fun deaths. And I think they, they like, that's a, that's a tough balance beam to walk on and they nail it throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And I, I mean, also with the intro, I like that it's just underscored by bad CG, which is also true of this entire movie. Oh my God. The CG is this movie. So this is a comment that really fits nowhere. This movie does (laughs) not feel this. This is from 2006. It doesn't really feel like it's 2006. When I watch this, I don't think 2006. What do you think? I think think older. I think older. Okay. It, it feels like it feels to me like it's stuck in the same time period of like the very early aughts, like slash the mummy, late nineties. Yeah, I it, it feels like the exact time when these fucking movies with Devin Sawa were coming out, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, like Idle Hands, <laughs> great movie on review. Uh, wasn't um, fuck, I can't remember though. Never mind, never mind. What Islands? I want to I want to ask about something. One of the things that I think the movie does right is I really like the setup disaster for this one. I think that the roller coaster one is a great one. Yeah, and I like the amount of time, frankly, that they give to the whole disaster unfolding before Mary Mary Elizabeth Winstead freaks out and gets off, and there's the whole fight, all that stock, but really good. Where do you guys place roller coaster in terms of Final Destination disasters? It's one of my favorites. And I'll tell you this much. Well, yeah, for sure. I'm a guy who loves a fucking coaster. My dad and I go on, like, trips to go to roller coasters, like, various around the country. Fucking love roller coasters. The shots of, like, the intricate moving pieces required for a roller coaster to operate start to freak you out in this with the ominous music building and, like, shit going on. They do a really good job as painting this of, like, a, (laughs) this could go wrong really easily. And, like, we've all been in line at the at various carnivals or theme parks we've been to and seen like the the bracing things that are just like sliding around on the pavement unanchored and as a non-structural engineer my thought is always like shouldn't that be nailed down somehow <laughs> right right although maybe this should come up in the nitpick station later on but it feels like it fits here one of the shots they show is of like like a like a industrial sewer pipe. Yeah, it's thing, a water pipe. Thing, a water pipe, industrial water main, for some reason, going under the coaster, about to shake apart. And it's like, this isn't a water-powered roller coaster. What is this doing here? No, water's, water's incompressible, so they use it for hydraulics. Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, science. And they need a thousand gallons per second flowing through there. So, uh, to get back to your question, Jake, I, thanks. I, <laughs> I like how, I mean, this is sort of the theme of the franchise as well, of that you focus on ridiculously low probability, but gruesome deaths. If you go back and listen to them, I mean, you have, you start with plane crash, which is probably the most realistic and least funny of all of them. But then you go to correct a logging truck flipping over a NASCAR crash this uh, roller coaster, uh, you have um, what's the other one? Oh, the ex- the suspension bridge collapse. I can't remember yeah. what the last one is, <laughs> but they're all like these insane, ridiculous, never gonna happen to you things. And I mean, aside from the bridge collapse, they're all relatively almost comedic in their execution. It, well, okay. Well, the first this one's, one's not either. But right, that's this what I'm saying. Execution isn't comedic. It, I mean, eh. the one, the one that shows in her nightmares kind of is, but when it actually happens, it shows them getting off, her being ushered out, and then seconds, I mean, a second and a half later, the roller coaster has ascended to its full height and gone fast enough to just terribly CG wise flip off and explode in the background. Also, yeah. so for some reason in my brain, I remember there being a fireball on a roller coaster that's derailing for some reason. 
Yes. Am I remembering that? It doesn't that make right? any sense. So I guess you're right. It's not funny. It's not comedy, but it is just absurd. It's pure absurdity. For sure. I mean, so, okay. So getting back to what I was saying, the only two that are worth a damn to me in the whole series are this one yep. and the plane crash for very, very different reasons. Okay. I think this one, uh, this one is probably the second best, but my favorite, if that makes sense. Okay. Because the plane crash, there is like zero, you cannot take any joy in that. No. That is like fucked That's up. That's a real life Happens tragedy, things, yep. real life tragedy. This is kind of the same thing, but so overboard that it's funny. <laughs> like it's not out and out funny. Well, it's also like but when roller absurd. coasters, when ro- when people die on roller coasters, it's not because the coaster just like detached from the tracks going yeah. 50 miles an hour at the top of a curve and sailed off into space. Well, and space. it's so long. It's the absurdity <laughs> of how long it takes, right? Like in the first one, Devin freaks out. He wants to get off. It's exploding and people are flying out of the airplane. But in this one, it's like this person gets their head crushed by a friggin' railing. This <laughs> car falls off. Finally, there are two of them, and they're upside down, stalled in a loop, and they have to try to like jimmy it off. It's crazy. Yeah, but that Ryan Merriman ends up getting cut right. in no, half. No, no, but it's it's her premonition, right. which is absurd. Right. And I think that that chord that it strikes is peak Final Destination. Is what I'm trying to say. It's the longest winded thing ever. And <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it climaxes in Ryan Merriman getting cut in half by a round pipe. Oh, it climaxes yes. clean. <laughs> Uh, the only other one I'd, I'd mention because of absurdity is the NASCAR crash at the beginning. Fuck of the NASCAR before. crash, man. But the only the only thing that's so funny is, like, realistically, that crash takes, what, a fraction of a second? It takes maybe yeah. a second maximum, but they stretch it out into, like, 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss that movie. I might go back and watch this afterwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch this entire right, series. Let's no shit. Stop talking about the other Final Destinations, Mark. What else does this one do right? Oh, God. I, I mean, we already touched on it a little bit, but Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Ryan Merriman make a very good leading duo. I think they hold this together. Abs- I Yes, absolutely. I mean, even if she wasn't amazingly good in this movie, I would love this movie just because of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She also happens to be really fucking good in this movie. Yeah, this movie reminded me that that, that uh, Ryan Merriman, is that his name? Yeah. I, I'm not that familiar with him, other than that he did, like, some Disney movies. Lucky yeah. the Irish, man. <laughs> I was like, Luck oh, of the Irish. Smart House Kid. <laughs> Smart House, Luck of the Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Babyface Kid from the Smart House. <laughs> He's a total dreamboat, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, God. Okay, they don't even Mark. like each other. <laughs> no, they don't. Well, they shouldn't. He's not as good looking as Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That's, I mean, sure. I don't even I guess. Know. <laughs> I don't even know to say that. <laughs> it's true. Okay, we'd be remiss not to mention the actual deaths that happen from the Rube Goldbergian. They're, they're set up perfect. I think this this uh... one again toes the line of a little bit too much, so it seems outrageous. Like this one, they're outrageous, but they're just within the realm of like still interesting yep. enough that you don't get bored of it. That it's yep. and tense and enough like fake outs without too many fake outs. Yeah, for sure. Fun shit. I actually had I mean, that. I had that very note written in Does Middle because most of them are still pretty good. They're still just sort of gravity doing its thing. But there's also in this one, you're starting to see these invisible strings that are definitively being pulled to make things happen that are nigh on physically impossible. 
Well, the, I, they're physically impossible in the very first one. Water doesn't go that way. So there's yeah, a Mark, I mean, sentient water. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, there's sentient water, but I mean, water can flow around objects. I'll tell you what isn't going to happen. You're not going to get rear-ended by a truck <laughs> and have your entire engine block come out the front of your vehicle. Well, you're also not going to get followed around by death because it skipped you over earlier. Like, if I'm already in the death is a supernatural force, death? I want it to actually do something. Death as played by Tony Todd. <laughs> it's like, What? <laughs> But I, what I'm saying is, like, death is a supernatural force. I buy that, you know, it can sort of move water in certain direct, like tr- a trickle of water in certain directions. I don't know how it physically removes a wall of matter so that an engine can fly into the back of someone's head. I, I don't understand why you're ascribing rules. You're ascribing a power level to death that I do not appreciate. It's under yeah, 9,000. I don't either, Mark. I think that the deaths were funny and good, and you're sitting here. Is that the only one you dislike? Yeah. Uh, yeah, mainly. I mean, yeah. Great, Basically. good, 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 good part of the podcast to mention that in. I said it good. was middle. We were transitioning. We're, did, it was a perfect segue. Okay, we're in middle now. We're in middle. Great. <laughs> that was all I had for middle. Um, the oh, what's fuck. homeboy's name? Matty Ice. What's the dickbag's name? He's not just like a fun creep. That guy's a legitimate predator, and I hate him. Who is yeah. homeboy? The Frankie. fucking super, like, the guy who was not supposed to be at the amusement park because he graduated a year earlier, who is oh, a genuine The predator. guy who gets killed by the engine boy. Yes. Oh, what's yeah. Matty Frankie. Ice, what's his character's name? Frankie, know, god damn, can you hear me? Frankie Weeks? Frankie... No, I actually cannot hear you. Frankie Weeps? What's it, what, he's got a weird name. I don't care what his last name, I don't, it's Frankie. Frankie goes it's to not, Hollywood. He has, like, a title, he has an honorific, like, Matty Ice. I, I, I Frankie think... Cheeks. Yes, Frankie Cheeks. Played yeah, by fuck Sam that guy. He's... Not just like a, this guy's a creep and his character is turned up a little bit. He is a legitimate deviant and he should be nowhere near teenagers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he shouldn't. That was, I mean, the, the, starting <laughs> with the casual point, right? upskirt photography is a little rough. It's, wasn't it Mary Elizabeth Winstead taking the upskirt pictures? No. no I He's thought... in the background of one of the pictures. Yes, he is. That, so who took that picture? The smart house kid. Yeah. Merriman. Oh, it's either Merriman or his douchebag friend who dies. But this oh, movie's okay. this movie's relationship with like what is acceptable behavior vis-a-vis the opposite gender is uh regrettable. Yes. Yeah, I mean the, both the characters of the the vapid women with the color coordinated thongs. I mean they 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 that uh, explains it. It's just not too worried about it, right? They they only exist to speak vapidly, take their shirts tops off, and get killed. Well, and Which, and interject the roller coaster of love theme song. That's very important because there's a roller coaster in this movie, and that song is dude. About even a the coaster. dumbest of dumb would not be listening to that song gleefully. Like no four months. Even no, I wasn't even four. Especially months. fucking seventeen year olds in two thousand and six did yeah. not think that was a cool song. Yeah, no one thought that was cool. <laughs> I thought it was cool. And I'm jumping ahead to nitpicks again. Also, how what were their fucking headphones plugged into? They were each wearing headphones. She said she forgot her iPod. They're on opposite sides of the room. This back room dirtbag tanning salon does not have like headphone audio jacks for the CD player at each individual tanning bed. How do you know? Holy fuck! (laughs) It's built into the bed, buddy. Jesus! They had a splitter. Death had a splitter. They they didn't have the up the stereo. She picked the stereo up. Oh fuck! So do you think that they just had it on a boombox and they put in the the no the earbuds? His point is that he doesn't understand it. This they this put one. it on the CD and then had headphones in for some fucking reason. Yeah, I don't know. That's a you cracked it. It was to it was to keep their ear canals from getting too tan. Yep, it's for the tan <laughs> lines, Jack. 
whatever to his be name clear, was, was into him. I like that scene. I think that's a that's a well put together scene. You just like it because there's two minutes of boobs. There actually are two minutes. There of might boobs be two. Movie. minutes Yeah, I think of there boobs. actually is at least two minutes. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's great. <laughs> it's better than pretty good. And That's you don't know the how they're actually right. gonna die because they're like frying and the glass is breaking. I mean, you're pretty sh- you're pretty sure they're gonna die by burning. Probably, but you don't know. You've yeah, seen the photograph, but... man. It's all like overexposed from the bottom, and they're like, "Oh, it's too hot." Okay, this is another thing the movie does middle. Is it? This is a pretty common trope, right? The photographs reveal who's going to die, and a lot of the times how, right? Dates back to the omen, or probably even back way further than fucking that. It dates but... all the way back to Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> but I do not buy the connections between these photographs and what they show. Like, the one woman is showing her fingernail, and there's a gun in the picture, so she's going to die by a nail gun. Uh, these women, it's a slightly overexposed picture so they die I, by tanning beds I, dude i'm okay fucking sense. i'm okay with the connection being there what i am not okay with is how quickly she realizes the connections there because she's looking at the one douchebag who dies the debaucherizer <laughs> who dies and she knows it's real because he has a roller coaster near his head yes <laughs> at a, in a, a fan it was park. a fan no no no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no 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 the other no, no, the, not that guy, the guy the who died guy. on the roller coaster. Oh, who stayed her on the roller coaster. Yeah, her boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> debosturizer in residence. <laughs> debosturizer in residence. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. No. She. She. Nancy drews it out way too fucking quickly. Yeah. She's. Oh, I get it. I can see the future with my right. this crappy this digital camera. Yeah. I also do not buy their motivations of not wanting to look at it until the last possible minute. It just, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, right. Like, he's afraid of light bulbs, and she's afraid of McKinley, the high school she goes to. <laughs> yeah. Like, that really, that Fuck. reveal really only works if they do it at that exact moment. And I mean, Maybe you know, she's afraid of Mount McKinley, you don't know. That's my point. She, yeah, the only reason she knows it is because of the time that she actually like turns the card over and looks at it. Yeah. Right. <sighs> Death. Yeah. Death's just a genius, right? He's pulling all the strings, including time. He knows they're not going to look at it until just the right moment. That Tony Todd, <laughs> he's a wily fellow. He is a very, very wily, wily fellow. Hey, I have a question. Okay. What's this do wrong? I mean that this kind of attention to detail thing we're kind of bringing up. They 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 there's a lot of nits to pick in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of nits to pick, and we'll get to that station. But there are a few things that are not nitty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I think this movie does it it is significantly harder with this framework that is the roller coaster to understand the order in which people would have died. Yeah. So the entire, like, most of the movie where they're trying to figure out, like, okay, this person's next. How do you know? It's a roller coaster. Like, because they sat in front of you? Not necessarily. It, it seems like they were assuming you had knowledge of the first two final destinations where you knew the order people were going to die in. And, like, well, they had to follow that. That's the problem. Well, I know. But, like, the, they they were giving Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character just that knowledge from out of fucking nowhere. And they Well, and the problem, too, is that you are not necessarily to be the first one to die because you're sitting further ahead on the roller coaster. Right, even in her vision, they don't die necessarily in that order. They die not in order at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes no sense. Right. That is wrong. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. I'll, I will I have one other thing that's significantly wrong with this movie on an actual, like, not nitpick level. It yeah. doesn't, 
it ages well in the sense that it's still fun to watch, but it doesn't age well in the sense that once you've seen it, it removes a very crucial aspect of seeing it, which is these movies live and die by anticipation of things that are about to happen. You see the beginning of the Rube Goldberg, you see the first domino get knocked over, and then you play with that for like three or four or five minutes sometimes about, oh my God, how's Uh that spilled slushy going to come back to haunt us or, you know, whatever. Why is that That, guy making a sandwich right now? He shouldn't be making a sandwich. Because because the camera zooms in on seemingly innocuous things, and you're like, oh, fuck, it's Chekhov's tube of tanning lotion. Right, and he, exactly. And the first time <laughs> you see that, it's super suspenseful and intriguing, and oh my god, how is the door shutting even though there's tanning lotion in it? But then, after you've seen these movies two or three times, you know exactly how it's going to play out, and I feel yeah. like watching it this time, I, it, it loses a little bit time after time. And is that really something the movie does significantly inherently wrong, though? Is yeah, that, it's, oh, it's, at, it's, it's what? What? Well, you can't make a movie to be fun on your first viewing, like. Well, I, I, I'm saying it certainly separates itself from movies that are good on repeated viewing. I've seen Jaws a bunch of times, and I don't, you know, I don't lose anything. But I remember walking I out of the you. movie where. Uh, what's his name? The the football player guy. He dies. Well, the first time I saw that, and I, he like escaped the swords falling, like yeah. the sword of Damocles scene. Mark, I was going to use that gym as the perfect example of what you're talking about. And then he goes up, and the weights come down and crush his head. I like I I think I legitimately gasped when that happened the first time. I saw this in the movie theaters when it first came out, and now I see that, and I was like, ah, I guess his head crushed. I think this is what like the rarest of rare occurrences where. This is something the movie both does right and does wrong. Because I, the first time you see it, I think it's all the more effective, but I understand that it loses almost all of its sheen when you know what the trap is. Totally. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Jake, do you really not remember power. them saying fuck the Bruins throughout no! that entire scene in the gym? I don't remember the... the okay, so that's not screwed. the Boston Bruins. No, it's like the rival high school. I think it's a college or whatever. The, I think the Sultans are supposed to be a college. I can't, and he's it's a prep school, for them. maybe? No, I, can't, I think I can't he's supposed tell. to be. A, I think it's supposed to be. But a they're college. screaming "fuck the Bruins" throughout that entire. Okay, that's thing. fine. I thought you meant like the Boston Bruins. And then there's one dude at, at the, the ADR in where fuck there's the just Boston a guy. <laughs> yes, fuck the Bruins. Okay, okay great. I, I do like that they add the one dude in ADR who's just like, "What's a Bruin?" <laughs> oh, so now you know what he's talking about. I knew what he was talking about all along. I didn't know he was. No. The, there's no Bruin talk in the subway at the. He end. also, he he, except he knows what I'm talking about because he said those dudes were wearing blue and red. He has no idea what he's talking about. The, okay, okay, whatever. So the dudes who said Bruins, they were the ones wearing blue and red, Mark? How else do you know who I'm talking about? Fuck you. There are sports Yeah, fuck fans. you, Mark. <laughs> you know what? History will prove me right. Uh, but, like, along with that, for a movie that... Spe- <laughs> I think they spent a lot of time and put a lot of care into the Rube Goldberg, like, mechanisms, right? They're fun, and that's why they're suspenseful and intense. Sometimes the payoffs are fucking horseshit. The one in the hardware store... Where uh, the fucking nail gun into her head that can continues shooting for some reason, and the nails go into the back. These, these are like three inch nails, right? They're just pretty standard sinkers into the back of her head. Sinkers somehow out the front these of her are like head. Seventy and inch nails through her fucking hand in all different angles. It's she has the smallest so- skull of any human ever recorded. Actually, if yes. you use yeah. that nail gun on your roof, you would fire nails into your basement. Yeah, yeah, holy shit. It's so stupid. Like, not only because I can't see a situation... Nail guns 
don't fire automatically. There is there simply isn't one that fires automatically. So my my no understanding was to. that they show him uh, kind of suppressing the safety feature earlier to kill the pigeons. Well, yes, even if you suppress the... So typically a nail gun, the safety feature is you have to be pushing in the front of it, so it has to be like in full contact with something hard before it'll shoot. You can suppress that one so it'll shoot, but it still doesn't auto It's not like... You can't shoot more than one nail with more than one pull of the trigger. Jack, I feel like and you're kind of having your cake and eating it too with this one because you earlier talked about <laughs> how death had a power level over 9,000 or whatever, and it could do whatever the hell it felt like. Okay, so death my, is I mean, pulling my, the trigger. My yeah. bigger, I'll, I'll buy that. My bigger problem was with how long the nails are. No, that death, the death made the nails longer, too. Oh, see? <laughs> so your cake was still eaten, too. Fuck. By how you. damn eaten cake. What kind of cake was it? Bad. Death. death cake. Mark, I think I hear something. Yeah? You hear the train coming? A coming around the bend? <laughs> Statistically, it would have to be the same. The longest some, it has to keep getting longer because otherwise it would statistically be the same sometimes. He's trying to do different ones, but he's running out. It's baffling. I, what is this going to be like on episode 150? I have no idea. It's just going to be a solid two minutes. It's going to be just He's going to have to learn blast. how to do that like didgeridoo continuous breathing thing so he can continue breathing just two solid minutes I think he might have to change instruments. You, yeah, yeah, you guys, by that time, I'm going to have a full band. There's going to be a full Foley studio no, around he's going to get one of the real like Flintstone steam whistles. Like, we're... Well, and I don't even have, like, the train bell, like the bell that you hear when it rolls into the you're station. You're going to have the you're bell have that the... you hear when it rolls into the station. You know, that classic train bell. You mean that thing that goes clickety-clank, clank, clank? <laughs> yeah. See, I don't have any train tracks in here. I don't have any hey, train bells. Hey, if you can hit the top of a hammer strength game once, why is it impressive that you can do it three times? Because you get it's tired. It's not like... You, it's, you get tired of swinging down a hammer three different times. It's not like... This guy is no John Henry, okay? A skill shot. Like, it's if you can do it once, I good and goddamn hope you could do it twice. I hope you're not exerting every ounce of energy you have on swinging a hammer down to hit the top of a carnival, carnival so, game. Yeah. Uh, is it not impressive that he fully detaches the top of the bell from the rest of the apparatus? That's impressive, but that's only after he's celebrated having hit the top more than once. Uh, he likes to celebrate, okay? He's a very boisterous fellow. Fuck him. He's supposed to be the egotistical football player. They really sell it. Hard. Uh, hey, when, uh, debaucher, hey debaucherizer in residence is, like, talking about the devil statue and, like, tickling its balls or whatever. Sure, yep. chortling. Chortling, yeah. And he says, where else are you gonna see a dick that big? The fuck is he talking about? It's not an anatomically correct devil. There isn't actually a dick he's seeing. Is he picturing, is he just seeing dicks on everything? Is this like I mean, it happens to a lot. Wait, 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 wait! Don't you <laughs> just see dicks you coming see off a, everything? You didn't see a dick. There was no dick on I that saw, devil, I Jake. I got news for you. I saw a dick. Your, on that. your condition's coming back. I saw on, a dick on that devil. <laughs> on the There's twenty-five on year, devil. on the twenty-five year Blu-ray remaster of this, they'll they'll just superimpose a gigantic red dick, <laughs> a real triumphant veiny bastard. Okay, I have nitpick prime. I'm leading with it for some reason. Okay. They take Frankie off the ride. Yes? Which so, one's Frankie? Frankie's the weird creepo who's like 19, who's... The kid who oh, shows Matty the weird sexual harassment. Yeah, Matty Ice. Yeah. So, if the original, like, hallucination, his camera is what causes the train to derail. So, if he's not on there, 
what caused the train to derail? Wait, wasn't the train going to derail? E- what wasn't there going to be a disaster either way? Why did they make so much of that red, pink Nickelodeon fluid? So I think I think the the death is just going to come to this train, and in one scenario, it's because of the camera. It happens the hydraulic fluid in the second one. Then why even put version. the camera thing in there? Yeah, I, I completely. That's honestly not really a nitpick, Mark. That's a nitpick. I feel like that's a, that's the almost literal definition of a nitpick. No, I feel like that's almost a literal definition of something it does wrong. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Why are all the lights in the school off when Mary Elizabeth Winstead's walking through it in the rain? Because she's not? sad. But it's a school is in session. Because she's sad. <laughs> because everyone's sad. Because all of their it, they turn the lights off to in memoriam. You know. Oh right, absolutely. And to save energy. Also. Got it. Yep. Got it, got it, got it. Rolling brownouts affect us all. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jake just freaked out a little bit. I don't know why. All of us. All of us. (laughs) He's very sensitive toward the rolling brownouts. I have a thing. So the the sword fake out weight set death was, was funny. Great. Good. Great, grand, wonderful. Sure. A a weight room's not going to have honest to god swords that could slice you in half on the wall oh yeah those are made of plastic decorative sword yeah those are very clearly made of plastic so the fact that those were presented as a threat was baffling and they just wouldn't be a threat also if that's what you're worried about and that's what you think those looked like they were within reach they look like they're about eight feet up you could reach them just go lift them off the wall I, They're clearly not well I, secured. I don't understand. Or get one of the tall-ass, lanky, wide receivers to be like, hey, dude, you see this shaking? <laughs> Those are really freaking me out. They're freaking me out, grab Yo, them real quick. I'm a, yeah. Would you consider it possible that death is an alchemist and changed the plastic sword into an actual sword? Oh, Even my God. Metal, now you're having your cake and eating it, too. Mark, you're talking to a guy who has one time removed a ceremonial sword from a wall and struck his roommate with it. Um... <laughs> That's might might be a thing that happened one time, and I'll tell you what, they don't have a blade on them. Not blade enough. I just caused a bruise. So, I mean, not only is death an alchemist, but he can also sharpen knives. <laughs> you don't he's know. that like he's like on his on his off days, he's just that artisanal knife sharpener guy who's at your local farmers market. <laughs> is that someone who's at your local farmers market? It's someone who's at literally our local farmers no, market. No, that doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, what is in that fucking water bottle? Gin. Jesus, it's really distressingly murky gin. It's gin. It's oh, un- unfiltered gin. <laughs> yeah, it's unfiltered gin. <laughs> this, this is a neat pick, but I liked it. I don't know if this was intentional or not. There's a scene before they get into the roller coaster line where there's some random guy who's just like a performance artist dancer, and him and Ryan Merriman start dancing. And the first move that Merriman goes for is the leprechaun double heel click thing. <laughs> And my first thought was, boom, luck of the Irish kid. He he learned it for that movie, Mark. They didn't they couldn't afford a new choreographer. Mark, that's what they call a callback. Yeah, I know. It? It's a neat pick. Yes. I liked it. It is a neat pick. That's a really good neat pick, actually. Yep. I like it. I like it uh, too. Okay. So I like the tanning bed scene, but there's a lot of fucking problems with it. Ostensibly it's caused because water drips onto this device that's saying don't go above 250 volts. So I guess it's a limiter. And then water dripping onto it causes the limiter to slowly start to deactivate. And then when tanning beds get overvolted, apparently they 
turn into nuclear radiators and explode. I don't think any of that is how Typical. any of that works. I am Typical. honestly, honestly, I'm very confused. I brought this up in what the movie does middle or wrong or whatever. And you guys yelled at me. And then you spent the rest of the podcast talking about how none of these deaths are real or possible. What, no. what is it? What is it? You guys? I like it that death can, like, move things and cause things to happen. I don't like it when they go out of their way to try to explain something and it's just a wrong explanation. So now you're agreeing with the point that I made earlier? No. (laughs) Bet. You should bet. (laughs) What are we betting on? I'm betting. Jake, describe what we're betting on as the commissioner. Uh, I mean, whether you agree with his bet proposition. Oh, I'll take that bet. I don't. I win. Mark, you owe me a movie. I didn't agree to those terms. Commissioner? Those nonsensical no. terms. <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything. Fuck. You don't say. Um, <laughs> okay, this is my least favorite thing in the whole fucking movie. The goth couple, they're trying to play off them, one of whom is them. McKinley. They're my least favorite thing. They they try to play them off as very smart. One of them is like real physics savvy. The other one's real math savvy. Is that what they do? They're trying to. I, I mean, they like they're astronomically the terribly constructed characters. They're really stupid. Really fucking stupid. <laughs> in, and then they get to the funeral. And the guy says death is supposed to be indiscriminate, but she didn't deserve to die. Her dying when she didn't deserve to is the literal definition of death being indiscriminate. Like, Osama bin Laden not dying when he deserved to is the fucking definition of death being... He's arguing for death not being indiscriminate. If he, real, if he listened to himself, he'd realize he was strengthening their death's argument. Death's point. Yeah. <laughs> he's really, you know, death's also an alchemist. He's an artisanal knife sharpener, and he's also a very good manipulator. You know? <laughs> He gets y'all confused. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's horseshit. I uh, didn't like their characters. Yeah, their characters are strange. One other thing. So, apparently they had to use a driving double for Mary Elizabeth Winstead in a few scenes when she's like pulling Why? out of parking lots because she didn't know how to drive a car. How? But, what was wrong with her? I, I'm, this is... Would you not drive her around if she asked? What? If she approached you and said, Jake, I need a ride somewhere. Will you drive me there? You'd say yes. I feel like there's something inherently wrong with I'll you. I'll tell you what. If I, age and you don't know if how I walked up you to a bunch how. of people and asked them for a ride, almost nobody would say yes. So I had to learn how to drive. That's not why, Jack. You <laughs> learn to drive because that's what humans do. <laughs> like humans do. So, yeah, we're going to have, we're gonna have a, quite Jesus. a few songs to choose from this episode. Christ. My point yeah. is, I'm getting there slowly while you guys are talking over me. Uh, she couldn't learn to drive and they had to get a body double, but Chris Lemchi, the guy who plays the, uh, the goth kid, he went to like a full on, uh, forklift operator school for two days in order to learn to drive the forklift. So like, why couldn't she <laughs> so just Mary figure Elizabeth out how to pull out of a to drive an automatic lot? car? Yeah. How hard is that? <laughs> You're 18. You just, it takes three hours maximum. I'll tell you this much. I, in Idaho, you cannot get a forklift operator's license below 18 years old. So he's not fucking operating that shit at a commercial might be hardware store. Or high school seniors. I, I guess if he like, started the training when he turned 18. Yeah. School years. Ah. A lot of people are 18 the whole time they're senior, dude. That's weird. Nah, oh. that's very irregular. I wasn't 18 until after. <laughs> this movie has weird IMDb trivia. I don't know if you guys took the time to read it, but I, I no. selected I, I selected three that struck me as particularly oh. strange that I'm just going to read for up, you. Cue up the bongos. 
at first, Chellen Simmons wasn't on board with doing nudity, but she later had a, <laughs> had a meeting with the directors and decided to do it. That's creepy. The entire weird. point of her character is nudity, I feel like. What was she hoping to do? Uh, <laughs> was she- did she think she was going in for the Mary Elizabeth Winstead role and then to be like, oh. Yeah, probably. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I, no she, you're only here to get naked. Yeah, I <laughs> I am very afraid to know what happened in that meeting with the directors is, is all I'm Yikes. saying. You are, you are only here to wear a velour tracksuit with a color-coordinated thong and then take the top of the velour tracksuit off. Wow. On the same note, Ashley and Ashlyn... Par- parenthetically, the two girls killed in the tanning beds. Wait, have was a- that, that's who I was talking about. Is that yes. not one of the... Okay. Yes. No, this is this is the next bullet point on my list. Have Ash as shortened versions of their names. They burn in the beds, and Ash is created when a body is burned. Thanks, Holy IMDb. shit, that's stupid. Oh my god. Uh, this is, this is... Pick? This is the best one. This is my favorite. While filming the scene in front of the drive-thru, a 900-pound hydraulic cylinder that was being used to assist in the truck stunt broke free and went whistling across the set, knocking over both A and B cameras. Not much damage was done to them, as they are tough German cameras. (laughs) What? (laughs) Who took the time to understand? This is written like Mark is the one who edited this page. I think Mark did edit this page. (laughs) Maybe future Mark? Future Mark came back in time and left this little Easter egg for me. I have a couple more real nitpicks. Okay. Uh, At the festival, number one. The Tricentennial. They're firing real fucking cannonballs out of this cannon. Number two, how fucking many cannonballs are they going to fire out of this cannon? There's at least 16 stacked up there. Yep, that many. Number three, (laughs) that cannonball got hit by almost nothing and flies through the grass. Mark, this is where I will accept you saying I'm contradicting my earlier self. It flies through the grass and knocks that wooden plank out of the other thing. Too much death. But that's just the third in a series of nits pick. The cannonballs are made of candy, Jack. Are oh, they? God. Then it's not heavy enough to knock over the wooden thing. I love candy. The wooden thing is also made of candy. Oh. Then it's not strong enough to support the cannon. Everything is made of candy. Oh, right. Got it. It's a candy cannon. When, when death wants it to be. Why does Mary Elizabeth Winstead make fun of that guy for not knowing that SpongeBob lives underwater? Every, right? Literally everybody knows <laughs> that SpongeBob lives. It's, he lives in a pineapple under the sea. It's the one thing everybody knows about SpongeBob. Is that, I feel like this came out at a very weird time when SpongeBob was still uncool. SpongeBob was cool for like a hot no. second, then became uncool, no. then came back to being cool. And that spike of uncoolness lasted like a month. But even though it was uncool, you're just straight up lying if you're saying you don't know that he lives under the sea. I mean, he's a sponge. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this movie... Well, I, I honestly, if I'm answering that question realistically, I feel like this movie came out pandering to kids whose little siblings watched Spongebob, and therefore it was obnoxious. Which is our little siblings, right? My sister was way more into Spongebob than I was. This oh. movie, This movie was targeted at us. Yeah. Shit, so, I was thinking I was the little sibling in that situation. No. Like, no. my sister's three years younger than us, and yeah, she watched yeah. the shit out of Spongebob, and I pretended not to like it. But you did, didn't you? Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, I was the exact same. My brother was three years younger than me, three yeah. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Nailed it. Uh, my last nitpick is the one that pissed me off the fucking most. Okay. Uh, but actually, that that's a lie. The one at the funeral with the goth kid pissed me off the fucking most, but... well. He sucked. This one matters the most. 
That kid got kicked in the fucking chest by a fucking horse and flew through the air and suffered absolutely no damage <laughs> as a result. He got kicked square in the chest by a horse's hind legs. He'd be fine. And flew through the <laughs> air like an old school western and was just got up. Didn't what well, didn't even have the wind knocked out of him. This kid is unbreakable. This kid is Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. It wasn't his turn, Jack. He also, Mary Elizabeth Winstead did not save him from that explosion. He was dead center at that explosion. Oh. Yeah, this brings up another nitpick. <laughs> I this this might be something larger than a nitpick. Uh so McKinley, the goth guy, dies <laughs> out of order, doesn't he? They never say save... there's no sensical order, dude. They, yeah, but they, they also, I already whole, talked about this. They make they a whole thing that, like No 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 no. He's saved, so the so death skips him. We've established that in the first three movies. But then Mary Elizabeth Winstead has to be saved in order for it to come back to him, and they never do anything to protect her. She's I think never they, saved. She she gets protected by realizing that he's the one that's going to kill her. But no. that's what? No, that's not how that works. The power was the inside of her the work. whole time. She realized that the spikes were going to kill McKinley, and that's what allowed her to save him. Yeah, no, the physical action of them not hitting him because they got he got they have to do the saving. Yeah, yeah, and she did the saving by being aware he was going to kill her no and avoiding him because she was scared. For she did. Jake, it's twenty eighteen. Women can save themselves. I have no comment. <laughs> Strong <laughs> rebuttal. What if, in 2006, could women save themselves? Oh, no, it was illegal. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I forgot. There you go. I forgot. Anachronism, yeah. I think. They forgot about the 13th Amendment so to the Constitution. Anachronism. They needed a man. <laughs> <laughs> that's my nitpick. There's an anachronism in the death order. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Fuck the Bruins. Let's go to ratings. Fuck the Bruins. I kind of like the Bruins. Ones. Fuck you. Oh, fuck you. And he said, someday I hope you get the chance to live like you would die. We overrated as horror. Use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Ralph would rate how much he can believe he ate that whole thing. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. You ate it, Ralph. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. No, Ralph, I ate it. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. And for ten, think of how Mikey would rate life cereal. He likes it. Hey, Mikey! Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. How about you hit us with a story rating? Yeah, it's going to be a two and a half for me, dog. Uh, They did nothing new here. <laughs> wow! I look really. This, I, your there your isn't, ratings are incomprehensible. There, <laughs> there isn't. There isn't story here. It's all copied and pasted from the first two movies. I, I'm like, curious if you went higher. I'm curious to know why. No, no joke. I feel like I can trust your recommendations if you, if you tell me to watch a movie or not to watch a movie. But reading your reviews, I would have no fucking idea what <laughs> movies to watch. <laughs> Just go off the overall score. That's really all that matters. I didn't go that much higher. I gave it a four. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, cool. But it's not a fucking two and a half. It's not like we're talking bottom of the barrel shit with two. Uh, I mean, if you want me to give it a full, a more full-throated defense, I think I'm able to. But the whole crux of the argument is that this isn't anything original. And them discovering how it, the, like, the mechanisms of death is one giant deus ex machina. And Here's the what I actual... Will say. Here's what I... 
Okay, go ahead. Here's what I will say about the story. I agree with you on that, and there's a lot of problems. The attention to detail we talked about with the kills and the nails and the voltmeter, all that shit. But here, on an every single theme, death, for the record. The movie does a very good job of making the death scenes fun and Rube Goldbergian and crazy, but also tense and real, and I'm interested in the connective tissue. This isn't just a series of vignettes I want to watch. I would not get the experience of this movie by just watching these scenes on YouTube, and that's because of the writing they did in between. They did a good job of finding the right tone, maintaining it, and sure, a lot of that is acting, but it's also the writing of the movie because they did a good job finding that and maintaining it. So it's not super f- high, but also they get credit for that. So do you find story and writing to be synonymous? I'm putting them both in this category. All right. Fair enough. Jake? So I was laughing not because I disagreed with you, but because I expected you, to, of all people, to go way higher. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 10. Like, it's a perfect story. Yeah, that's what I expected. I expected something closer to that than a 2.5 because I was higher than you as well. I wasn't as high as Jack, but I went a 3.5 for... Exactly the same reasons you articulated, Mark, but uh, I went higher. I don't know. <laughs> good, good analysis. <laughs> That's all I can say. You're not. World I think we're all in agreement. You're not watching this movie because of story. Nope. Yep. No, but at the same time, it's also not so devoid of story that you are only watching it a series of you like a series of clips. Great, sure. So I agree with Jack on that part. And that's why it's three and a half. Okay, there. World building and immersion to our second category. Mark, what is your world building and immersion? Score? See, this is where you start to get into it. This is a six. At least. And I think I think the shine has come off of this movie a little bit for me because I've seen it enough times. And that's why it's not a little bit higher. But these are inherently fun to watch. You're glued to the screen to see how the Rube Goldberg, Rube Goldberg machine is going to play out. <laughs> yeah, Goldberg. And Goldberg. Now I want to make a now I want to make a beer called Rube Goldberg. Um, I, I also want to make a machine that delivers me beers. It'll be a that gold would be nail. great. Uh, trademarked. <laughs> Trademark, while we're at it. Yeah, I... Mark again, trademark Goldmail. If a listener should know by now, if they touch anything we say on this, I swear to God, I'm coming after you. Yeah. Yeah. It's law. That's that's straight up law. Okay, good. These good are video. relatively immersive movies, despite being inherently silly. Uh, this one, again, is basically only coming down because it doesn't have the staying power. So if you see it a bunch of times, you it kind of begins to drag at certain points. Yeah, Mark, I gave it a six as well. I completely agree with you. I think the one thing I would add to that is the performance in this movie. The performances in this movie are, on the large part, very, very strong, led yes. by Mary Elizabeth yes. Winstead, who does a phenomenal job. And it's a big part. Like, I didn't. They, they don't deserve to lose points for the writing because they're able to tie these fun scenes together, but they wouldn't have been able to sell it. Though It doesn't live and die by the writing. They wouldn't have been able to sell it without this amazing performance by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She draws you in. Makes it tense when it's tense, and uh, dramatic when it's dramatic. So Jack, I feel like you're very much singling out Mary Elizabeth Winstead and not Ryan Merriman, and I don't really appreciate it, because I think Ryan Merriman does a good job in this. He does a good job, He's, He does, but he does a less noticeably good job, which, I mean, maybe that's even better acting, but like I don't, I don't remember ever thinking about his acting in this, and it also might just be that he has significantly less screen time. It might also be because a, Mar- a Mary Elizabeth... Winstead. I can't say Mary. It's a Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> oh, but it's because I, I love her. Is cuter. I love her. Yeah, that might be why. It's possible. Jake? Jake, this is the part where you should continue talking. Yeah, I was taking a drink of beer, though. Oh, Christ. Uh, I guess I maybe. disagree with you guys. Okay. I gave it a seven. 
<laughs> you oh, son yeah, of a bitch. Look, Jake, you I, son of a bitch. You you had the chance to give this movie a 666 for immersion, and you fucking just pissed it away. Well, yeah, really botched there are other categories. That's a real botched job, but this deserves a little bit better. I think it's for a lot of the reason that you just mentioned, Jack. I did want to single out. The acting is good in the sense that it services exactly what this movie needs, and those two do a really good job of carrying it through. That on top of the fact that everything that a Final Destination movie does for you is peak Final Destination in this movie. This is it. It makes it really, really easy to watch and just kind of forget about all the issues in the world. Yep. You just totally shoo, you're, you're right sucked into, into the screen. This thing. Yep. So easy for me. Seven. And the the like annoying shit didn't take you out more than that? No, not enough. Okay. I mean it's annoying in the sense that it fits the world because you know it's kinda dumb. Sure. Okay. Like that's why it's not higher. Because there's some dumb shit in the Final Destination world, but you can suspend your disbelief enough because it's supposed to be kind of crazy. I could until the long nails. nails Ah, whatever, fuck them. Yeah, but then immediately after the long nails, you get a a flag that is pulled by a horse that flies through the air and impales somebody. And, you know, fuck you if you don't stand up and cheer at that moment. It's... It's fucking terrific. A woman who did absolutely nothing wrong yeah, just like, stone murdered by a flagpole. <laughs> just, just apparently your character. You're up and clapping. She, look, honey, you're going to be on screen for six seconds, and you're going to die a horrific death that is gonna, people are going that. to be thrilled about. We didn't talk about that enough. That's what the movie does right. <laughs> that right there. That's why it's a seven. Fuck. Scare Factor is our third category. Mark, what are you hitting this thing for Scare Factor? I'm genuinely curious. Five and a half. Um, wow. They had, I had a really hard time with this one because, like I said, the, these movies hinge on you anticipating things and being super, like, intense about seeing what possible dominoes can fall to kill these people in horrendous ways. And seeing, like I said, seeing that dude's head get crushed the first time is really fucked up. Seeing the girls burned to death in the UV beds is something I have seen way too many times in my life. But the first time I saw it, I was like, I'm never watching this movie again. Why? <laughs> but dude, that scene is gross. Not why you're never watching the movie again, why you've seen women being burned by UV lights way too many times in your life, I No, think. I've seen this movie quite a few times. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mark, I agree with a lot of what you said. I give it a four, though. I just don't think it's particularly scary. I do agree with you that the gym scene is legitimately tense. It loses something by absolutely eh. knowing he's going to die in that scene. Yeah, but then it he beats death. a little bit there. He beats death momentarily. I, so it loses a little bit there, but that scene is really tense and good. I also think, like I said earlier, the it it makes coasters seem pretty fucking scary. Roller coasters, and not like the thing you put your drink on. Those uh, are no scary coasters too. too, Mark. Okay, both of them, both roller so, yeah, coasters and the thing you. Put have you on. never seen the Ben Affleck Daredevil? Fucking the, one of those guys will throw bullseye will throw one of those right at your throat. I think he does that in that movie, probably. He definitely chokes somebody with a peanut that he plays off of the tray table in a in a Delta airline, and throws a bunch of uh, toothpicks and paper clips into another guy's throat. Ah, uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Coasters and toothpicks—they're essentially the same thing. <laughs> anyway, but I just don't—I'm not particularly like frightened by the movie, and it loses a lot of scare factor by uh, d- um, fucking luck of the Irish being indestructible. It wasn't well, his turn. He's literally indestructible. Not literally. Like, just just because you aren't immediately slotted for death means you cannot 
be harmed by a horse, a two-ton horse kicking you square in the chest with its hind legs. Death. Jack, I feel like you. Ways. I feel like you rebutted your argument within your own sentence, constructing your argument. He has the luck of the Irish. Okay, that doesn't <laughs> wear luck off. Of the Irish is just Bruce Willis indestructibility. Yeah. Yeah. Until sure, it's spoilers for six. Uh, spoilers for not six cents. Spoilers for unbreakable. Wow! Spoilers for the first... sense if you want. Fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Guess what? He was alive. Ah! Nope, dead the whole time. I fucked up spoiling well, the sixth sense. Cut that out, Mark. <laughs> Mark, beep out. It. I'm gonna censor all this. This is gonna be one long censor bar. Yeah, beep for like 20 <laughs> seconds, and no one knows what it's talking about. <laughs> Jesus, Jack. <laughs> I started off bad, and I got. Oh worse. my god! Can I get my score, please? No. What else should I spoil? Casablanca. Stop spoiling things. I'm gonna Maltese spoil Falcon. Casablanca. Oh, Citizen Kane. Rosebud was the, the Rosebud was a sled. Yeah. Snape kills Dumbledore. Oh, <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, you said it wrong. No one's gonna know what you mean. <laughs> Dumbledore. Jake. Eater X was Kobayashi the whole time. Oh no, Jake. How could you? I look. I gave it a three. Uh, not very scary and. Even if you haven't seen it, it's a fucking Final Destination movie. You're going to watch it to watch it's people just die the third in fun one. ways. You know people are dying. It's kind of fun. It's <laughs> not really played to be scary. Some of the gruesome stuff is gruesome, and that's not that's why it's not like at the bottom. Is the tanning scene the most gruesome? Uh, in for me, it's the most like tense gruesome and like kind of wriggly. Like yeah, it, it lasts the longest, yeah. which makes it that actually adds a lot. So I would say so. Yes, but. It, that's what's keeping it from being even lower but you walk into this movie knowing what you're going to get so there's no fright in that respect and that there's some surprise and then after you've seen it it also loses some of its sheen so it's a pretty low score are these sure. movies too fun to be scary kind of yeah okay yes they are got it how about that effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category mark three and a half uh I think at this point they're conscious of the fact that they're doing that they're kind of skimping on the effects or maybe they're just making the you know efforts to transition to CG and it's still 2006 so it's not quite there yet but uh wow the the effects in this look not great <laughs> <laughs> like not good at all I love the intro that is full CG that's like very knowingly a cartoon but then, yep. within the middle of all the other deaths, you have this just bonkers CG that's, eh. It it. I mean, if anything's gonna take you out, it's already a silly movie, so it's not like you're really like taking it back. Like, oh, that doesn't look realistic. But it is kind of jarring because some of the scenes look legitimately good. I'm gonna piggyback in here, Mark. I gave it a four. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying, but some of it does look legitimately good. I think the 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 tanning bed scene is like that effects wise looks pretty good. I'll give it to yeah. That one's good. That one's yeah. good. The guy's head exploding is quick, so it's it's CG, but it's not noticeably bad CG. Yeah, they, yeah. No, but actually there is quick. a... So when they linger on it, it looks okay, but when it like first happens and like that whole scene is just animated, it really doesn't look very good. <laughs> but I will agree with you. When Mary Elizabeth Winstead falls off that roller coaster, that looks fucking comically bad. Yeah, or yeah, like... Yeah, when any of the people fall off or when Merriman is cut in half by that round pipe... But I think what we're kind of saying is the the effects look bad, but they're on brand, but they still look bad. Sometimes they look good, though. That's what I'm saying. That's why I gave it a four. Good-ish. Yeah, okay. Fair Jake, enough. have you given your score yet? No, he hasn't. No, I didn't even know you had. Yeah, I gave it a four. I jumped in. 
Oh, wow. You just kind of sidled right in there on his score? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, uh, no, I appreciate it. I like company. Hmm. It's near you guys, so which one should I go with? I'll go with Mark, three and a half, sure. Same reason, same score. <laughs> Wait. All right. It was going to be one of you two. Wait, I but agree. I gave it a three, and Jack gave it a four, and then you went three and with a half. me and gave it a three then? and a half? So I went with you, Mark. <laughs> Thanks, bud. I don't listen Fuck to you. you. I was closest without going over. <clears throat> there, we circled the wagons. And now we're going to hit overall. Mark, what is your overall score for Final Destination 3? See, this is what I'm saying. You should always pay attention to my overall rating. I gave this movie a 6. This is a fun movie. It's the best of the franchise. If you're aware of the conceit, then you're just strapped in for a ride. This movie's A roller coaster, if you will? Yeah, this movie is a metaphorical roller coaster, and you guys, I didn't say literally. Even though this movie is about a literal roller coaster. I gotta agree with you, Mark. I gave this movie a 6. This movie's just fucking delightful. It is more than the sum of its parts. It is really fun. And it is the platonic ideal of what a Final Destination should be. It's also, I think, if not the platonic ideal, very close to that of what, like, a summer popcorn blockbuster horror movie should be. This is so much higher up on the list of slashers than most slashers for me that I I just, I really love this movie. It's I'm, what you want to be watching. I'm glad I picked this. And Jake, I don't care what you gave it. You gave it a six. We're giving this a six, six, six overall. I gave it a six. All right. There we go. Uh, I'd just like to focus on the fact that Mark said this is his favorite one, but he gave it a point and a half lower than the original. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect system, Jake. Okay. Out of curiosity, <laughs> what did I give it the original? Oh boy. Let's see. Uh, I gave the original five. I gave this a six. You gave the original a four, you gave this a six. Well, there you go. Mark gave the original a seven and a half, he gave this a six. <laughs> it's an important movie. It's seminal. The difference there is that one actually has like a story that is unique and new. I gave it a four sure. on story. But so, sh- that, so that's your difference? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. So we all gave it the same score, so I guess we don't have to defend it or Nope, anything. I think we can confidently say that you should get drunk and watch this with your buddies. Yeah, why You'll not? You'll have fun. You will. It, yeah, you just absolutely. will. Absolutely. What's the robot say, Mark? That robot says yes. The robot agrees. The robot's doing the robot. You should see it. It's very <laughs> Although good. it's starting to smoke, which is concerning. We just rebuilt the thing. I know. You should really got to look at no, that. No, 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 no. Jack, Jack, we added that as a feature, so now it's its own dance floor. It, it exudes smoke, and then it does the robot. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, make sure. Is, is it smoke touch. or is it like dry ice? We, there's a big difference there. It's No, it's literally smoke. It's It's coal-powered. That's not good. <laughs> it's a steam We're going to end robot. up having to get this thing fixed again. Oh, well, we just... I, Mark, I can't keep affording these colanders. That's what. Fuck. That's what's breaking the budget, is the colander heads. Yes, yes the colanders break the budget, Mark. <laughs> this is great we're improv. Leaving. I appreciate this. I, I like that we're keeping this going. Should we get out of here? Yes. Let's get out of here. Episode 94 just <laughs> happened. I don't want to keep happened. doing this. It was terrible. Episode 94 <laughs> just happened of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head over to A to Z Horror.com. Or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. Those links are going to be right down there in the description below. I'm sure you're listening to this on your podcasting app of choice right there on your cell phone. So while you're doing that, why don't you go ahead, give it a like, give it a review or rating. If you really want to help us out, though, go ahead and uh, let somebody you know who likes horror about the podcast or um, comedy you just heard our brilliant yeah fucking that was improv. great improv uh, believe robots, it or not that right? helps a whole <laughs> hell of a lot as always the music has been coming at you from Stephen Bear that link's down there in the description below as well if you want to check out any of their other tracks and next week for episode 95 we're coming at you with another change of pace that's what we're trying to do here uh, I don't know if this qualifies as summer movie but we're doing it anyway it's misery 
Kathy Bates shit. It's not a summer. Stephen K shit. Doesn't that we'll happen in the dead of winter? It happens, Mark. That's all that matters. Okay. We'll be coming at you with that then. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Lots of American flags for that tricentennial. I'm pretty wet. I oh, I'm always wet. <laughs>